podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everybody, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, the podcast that you didn't ask for but are given anyway. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. Uh, we're here to talk Picard. It's uh, it's not our uh, regular TNG, it's our TTNG. No wait, that'd be TNNG, the next next generation. TTNG. No, that'd be the... the PTNG? Picard. <laughs> The next, whatever. <laughs> Point is, we're here. We're talking about Picard, episode three. Uh, the end is the beginning. Yes, or what I like to call the finally getting to the end of the beginning of this story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, Andy, Matt, what is what is happening? What's the first thing? It's well, well, you should ask if I. Yeah, Matt. Would you have them watch this episode? I mean, I guess you're kind of stuck with it now. Are you? They theoretically could just start the next episode, then they go to space. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Be like a like a phantom edit sort of a thing. Yeah, like maybe this is episode one. Maybe it's certainly episode fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta. This is certainly more happens here than in in previous episode. Um, because does it? they physically are they're they're going from more more places. <laughs> more, is, I, I think, more than exposition is. Happening. I actually think less might happen in this episode than in the previous episode. This is your gear up. Episode. Yeah, that's why there's less that's happened. The people are killed. There's, I guess there are there is there's a big fight scene in this one. So for you, for something to happen, it requires a fight scene? Well... I like to think of forward momentum with this Captain Picard slash Admiral Picard slash retired vineyard. And what is the forward momentum? I have I found a ship. Uh-huh. I've met everybody that's going to be on the crew. Uh-huh. Give or take the Romulan with the sword we've seen in the promos. Uh-huh. And uh, I've said engage. Honestly, the engage moment is the is the biggest moment of momentum in the whole thing. Obviously, by design. But, uh, I, uh, I disagree. But I, I feel like uh, I mean, physically, well, mo- physically it. momentum. You're 100 percent right, Matt. We're we're getting into this too fast. Well, not, you asked the question. There's another 45 minutes of letters and oh, hails no. first. Why don't we? First, uh, why don't we just let's do this? Go to the gotta fix these doors that jingle happened before we even oh gosh walked there we go oh man <laughs> welcome to the podcast <laughs> i can tell there's a lot of uh, a lot of new people in the podcast because uh, a lot Everyone's of that's confused by what's happening a lot of the admiral's club reviews are terrible <laughs> but they've left five stars so, um, um most of them have not well, that's not, not there's only a couple but. that's not then they're not in the admiral's club i know you have to go to iTunes and leave a five-star review. It's clearly in the song. I have two 
I have one that is hostile and left five star reviews. That's was, all we need. Do you want me to read that one? Because I hostile I feel like some, but left five stars. They're in. All right. They followed the rules. I agree with you. Um, I you know I didn't know if you wanted. Here's to, here's my guess. Sometimes I never know when you're going to be sensitive and pissed off, and when oh, you're going to be. I'm always a little sensitive. Sure, I know. I and mean, when you're so like, I try. Sometimes I try to protect you. I just want to be liked, but if sometimes I feel like these people, uh, their criticisms are my own. So. Well, I have a friendly one and I have a mean one. Which would you like Start to hear? with the mean, and then we'll uh, we'll ease we'll, out we'll of cl- it. Do a palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll clear the wound. Okay. Um, this one is uh, everything you didn't think you wanted to know about Star Trek TNG, and were right not to. <laughs> Five stars. Kind of funny. From Loudface Bob, uh-huh. uh, who says, "Have you ever wanted to listen to two TV comedy writers ponder on why a rack focus took as long as it did, or why a scene started with a two shot instead of a wide? Have you been ever been flabbergasted as to how many times industry professionals in quotes yeah. are unable to put two and two together plot wise? If you if so, you'll love wading through forty five minutes of audience pandering before they discuss the important themes of the episode, such as." Why isn't Ensign Rowe at the helm? Oh, this person has, has listened to the main podcast and didn't like it either. Uh, and This is, all seems to be geared towards the main podcast. Is Data too human uh, slash not human enough? Mm-hmm. All the while engaging in character attacks against certain people for, for not being ladies' men, while at the same time bashing characters for being shameless ladies' men. If not, listen to... Uh, anyway, it's pretty good If not, sometimes. listen to... Come on, let me hear it. What's that? If not, listen to anyway. Listen to it anyway. If not, listen anyway. Oh, it's okay. pretty good sometimes. Hey, you know what, Andy? I gotta say. Was that wasn't that bad. as bad as you thought? No. Um, I, in fact, think that was a pretty good review. It's all accurate. They, what is this stuff? I don't know. I, I agree with everything except the character attacks about certain people being not being ladies' men. Uh, because Jordy likes, to, uh, likes computers. Uh-huh. This is exactly... This is from the episode where everybody forgot their memory. Uh-huh, right. And the previous one, I think. Uh, Jordy doesn't like computers, and Riker's all over those ladies. Uh huh. So it's that conversation. I see. <laughs> it's all there. I guess so. It's all accurate. And they gave us five stars. Welcome to the Admirals Club, Loudmouth Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you can, we clearly <laughs> we welcome everybody. Sorry for coughing at everybody. I tried to turn my head, but it didn't happen fast enough. Um. Oh, and then the uh, palate cleanser uh, is my favorite Star Trek podcast. From Air Ten Sano, who says it's so interesting to listen to a couple of TV writers dissect Star Trek in a unique way. Love the podcast. Keep it up, guys. Nice and to the point. But we accept both. Clearly, I, I think he gets it, and so does Bob. Yeah, I don't love the forty-five minutes of audience pandering either, Bob. <laughs> We're about I think to the have audience a lot. should be pandered to at the end. What you? Uh, we've had this debate a billion times over. Mm, yeah, I know. We'll have it forever, and I've probably said the complete opposite many times. Do you want to move it to the end? I don't care. <laughs> Continue. All right, uh, Christopher. We got to go into the the uh, the president. Happy to do it, Andy. Sorry. Here we go. Let's walk this way. Okay. Went to let Bo in. Now he's standing next to me with a big Bo waggy tail. Bo is our little Porthos. Wait. Yes, that's his name. We had one episode where Omar Little was about. That's my cat. Um, 
Uh, the first is uh, oh, so uh, uh, Matt, how do they? Uh, how do they? I don't remember what you do. I'm sorry. We uh, both had all you got to do to get in the president's circle. All you got to do to get in the president's circle is uh, join our Patreon, leave a message. You may be uh, selected to become a, a president's uh, circle. Christopher Pike, Medal of Valor awardee. Last time I was loaded up with caffeine. I was on my game. Today it's uh, not going to be that. Our first uh, lieutenant to receive a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor um, award medal. Uh, is Lieutenant Chris Casimiro, who says, Data is a straight-up cheater. I was surprised not to hear more straight-up criticism of the poker game Picard is playing with Data. This is a leftover, but I mm-hmm, thought you'd be amused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Picard makes a string bet by seeing the initial bet, then raising. Yes, that is a string bet. Yeah. So it's Picard's mistake, isn't Picard's it? Picard's the cheater, really. Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, the next one's from Lieutenant Professor X. Uh, says, regarding the discussion around the Spirish Romulan woman's accent uh, or Chancellor Gorkhan's accent, etc., we've seen Klingons with American accents and British accents. We've seen Cardassians with American accent, uh, accents and British accents. I think that's the first time I, I narrowly steered, steered away from saying Kardashian. Um, we've seen Romulans with American, British, and now Irish accents, and Earth obviously produces humans with a great ver- variation of accents. So maybe each al- of the alien planets has its own variation of regional accents as well. Maybe there's an area of the Klingon homeworld where they all speak with Indian accents. Maybe there's Cardassians with Spanish accents, Romulans with Russian accents. I'll submit it's not only possible, but likely. Here, here. I didn't have a problem. Lieutenant Frederick Rombout's uh, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, Frederick, again, after millions of hails. On the topic of NC-1701 uh, refits, we did see at least one refit during the TOS era. The antennas uh, that were on the tips of the Bussard collectors during the cage were eventually removed, and the aft tips of the cells eventually yes, they changed. they went from half-spherical to finned, yeah. So any theory that a ship underwent a refit between discovering TOS isn't so far-fetched. I, you know, I'm, I'm on board with it. I did, I think I came around to that on the show. I believe I was like, so you're telling me that this ship just gets turned into that. And I finally, I believe after much... Uh, unnecessary anger came around to Andy's <laughs> explanation. Um, unnecessary anger should be a, a segment on the show. Although, how would you find it? It's the entire show. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Anthony Rideout says, uh, will you both support my petition for a storyline involving Mott the Barber? <laughs> yes. Uh, and then lastly, I just want to say Lieutenant Andy Puckett uh, in our president circle had given an assist on a hail about the name of the aliens, the Zahians, and I failed to mention him. So uh, shout out to him. <laughs> did he write you back and go, hey, I said he that. He wanted, you know what? He Enjoy his, the shout out, pal. He wanted his moment. You get it. Uh, and Let's that is it. Get the heck out of here. Matt will be happy to know, as will our uh, our friend who left the hail. Uh, the hail bag is going to officially open now. Captain, Captain, we are being hailed. For those who are truly being driven crazy by this, uh, you can always remember that if you look on the description, Matt always puts where the uh, discussion of the show begins. 90% proper. of the time I remember to do 90% that. 90% of the time. It's pretty good odds, guys. Come on. Um, from Lieutenant Commander... Uh, Jeff Mullins, a good friend of the show, um, he uh, he referred back. Oh, this is we we had asked apparently for uh, Matt's uh, singing song about tea. Originally, he sang it in uh, 
in regards to TNG episode uh, season two, uh, episode eleven, which we believe was the first time that Picard ordered tea, but unfortunately the replicator made flowers for him. Um, and uh, unfortunate or fortunate. And uh, here is the song um, Lieutenant Mullins sent us. First time for tea, oh, gray hot. It's the greatest drink in the galaxy. Hi, chaps. It's Scott oh, here calling shoot. from Glorious. Scott. That's the second one. Do you want to hear that one? Well, look, I got to say, first of all, yeah, great song. Yeah, it is a good song. Uh, good work. Now, what does Scott have to say? Here it is. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm having a lot of problems, guys. Not unlike the other episodes. Hi, chaps. It's Scott here calling from glorious Yorkshire in the United Kingdom. And I'm hoping that Andy will play my call because I have an accent. That's true. I did. I it. just want to call out a prime corrective, Please. which has been haunting me since the beginning of the podcast. Oh, no. But it's simply this Captain Picard is played by the amazing Sir Patrick Stewart. Not Stewart. You can save your Stewarts for John, Kristen, and of course, French. But when we talk about Sir Patrick, he's definitely a steward. steward. You see, we're all rather steward. fond of him here in Yorkshire because this is where he's from. So perhaps we're a bit precious. Oh, and, and yes, it's Yorkshire, not Yorkshire. We're not hobbits. <laughs> Does it really matter? Well, to paraphrase data, one is his name. The other is not. I imagine <laughs> if we were to ask the man himself, mm-hmm. he might say this. I will not sacrifice the English language. We've made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. They call football soccer, and we fall back. They call crisps chips, and we fall back. Not again. The line must be drawn here, this far, no further. And I will make them say Patrick Stewart. Anyway, Andy will probably get that joke in about five years when he watches his Um But anyway, look, love you guys. Love this show. Please, please don't ever try to get competent. It'll ruin the whole thing. You seriously enjoy that right to in the first moment. So look, thanks very much. Keep up the amazing work. Love uh, you. Bye. Thank you, Scott. Right back at you. Sir Patrick Stewart. A lot of production quality. I that think that, that, that hail single-handedly is yeah. better produced than every podcast we've ever done <laughs> <laughs> no argument uh lieutenant uh, actually i don't think he's lieutenant we're back in the hails now <laughs> lieutenant you only get your your rank if you join patreon at the five dollars 1701 level uh zork adamov says hey just to clarify oh so we had this long conversation about the my mother my father in the last episode um Many people had uh, a lot of different opinions. This was the one that... that then it's unclear. If everybody had different opinions, it's not clearly... A hundred percent. This is the one that felt the most right to me. Yeah. Um, just to clarify this conversation. <laughs> this is the person so this that is what it was. agreed with you is what you're going to read to me. Laris. <laughs> what? What's that? Is this the person that most agreed with your initial... No, I know. Uh, I this is a new uh, one. I don't think I had an explanation. I think I was confused, mm. and clearly a lot of other people were too. So the 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 dialogue, uh, if you remember, is Lara saying, "When I was a new recruit, one of my f- uh, first handlers." And then Zaban says, uh, "My mother." And then Lara says, "Got drunk on Romulan ale." And then Zaban says, "My father." And Lara says, "And let it slip that at the heart of the Zatvash mission was a deep, unassuageable loathing." 
And I was like, what is that my mother, my father stuff? So he thinks what Zaban is basically saying is that he had a single mother who was a drunk. He's jokingly calling Romulan Ale his father because he didn't see his real father and only knew his mother who was often drunk. You know what? His mother was also superior of Laris. I I think that's beautifully interpreted. And then there's a crazier explanation from Rich Matheson who says, what if Romulan ale is actually distilled fermented Romulan? (laughs) Horseshoe crabs have copper-based blood, which makes it blue. Romulan ale is blue. Romulans have copper-based blood. Perhaps through some process, dead Romulans can be turned into Romulan ale. Uh, Mild spoiler alert for Andy. Frangi are turned into desiccated saleable discs. Saleable discs? Am I pronouncing all that incorrectly? And uh, that is why Romulan Ale is illegal in the Federation. It's kind of cannibalistic. So the guy's, Romulan guy's mom, Handler, was drinking her dead husband and upset on account of the dead husband and also you know wasted. Also viable. Less poetic. I agree. Um, from, from Michael Ray, uh, Picard British Frenchman retcon. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Long time, uh, first time. Uh, in the first episode of Picard, in the scene when the protagonist was speaking French to number one, was something... Very interesting. I believe it was you two in an early TNC pod that theorized that sometime in the past, uh, Queen's English-speaking people somehow conquered or moved to France, causing everyone to inherit the accent. I was hoping to hear about it during your first uh, Picard E-card episode. I assume that's Picard. Um, and seeing uh, Picard explain that number one and he were practice, practicing speaking French, implying that not many still speak it around La Bar, France, at least. Didn't feel retconny. It was just satisfying. Hmm. Way to explain the British accent. Love for Shakespeare. And confirm Matter Andy's theory, because they're really smart. <laughs> uh, Eli Endress writes to us, Did I miss... Did I miss here, or did the Irish Romulans say the original Tal Shiar uh, have been active for a thousand years? Mm-hmm. In TNG, data is treated as a novelty by almost every species they meet, and apparently androids are so ubiquitous there's been a secret Romulan group hunting them since 1400 AD. Maybe she was being hyperbolic, but this hat-on-a-hat situation is very silly. Uh, yeah, although I will say, like, because of the pre-warp, you know, humanoid society first contact with Vulcans, a Vulcan scout ship, and Vulcans having split off from the Romulans, I believe that their technology has been far ahead of ours. Uh, so a thousand years of them dealing with robots seems okay to me. It didn't make sense, but Matt fixed it. Thank you. And the person that sang that was Nacho Lopez Echeverria, which he's told me how to pronounce Did he write, it, write something else in? And he wrote... Uh, hi, boys. Uh, re- fucking, and that was a segue we didn't even mean to have. How do you know I didn't mean to have it? <laughs> no, because there's no way I could have known that he would have fixed it. That's why. Uh, regarding Matt's concern with uh, Mars workers and such, mm-hmm. we have never, ever seen human society on Star Trek, only Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Up to Picard, we knew zilch about uh, civilian life on Earth, and we were discovering for the first time what life looks like. If you were not in the well, army, that's or not true, school. Nacho. Because we do see civilian life on Earth when we go back to Picard's home and family, the movie Family and the episode Family. We visit the vineyard. We run into Picard's old school chum, who's running a scientific dig uh, to find Atlantis or raise the continent. Um, um, and that, to me, was civilian life. 
I think that's fair. Although it's very specific. Yes. Oh, yes. I will say yes. We've only specifically ever seen civilian life on the Chateau Picard. Right. So <laughs> now let me let me just also like sidestep that. Certainly, Picard's brother also is a complete angry. He's a luddite. Yeah. Uh, but also, Weirdo. I'll say I will say that uh, on the other side of things. Well, actually, finish Nacho's point. Uh, it does look like people have an economy, need jobs, display prejudices, uh, and he says, and all the shebang. Yeah. Uh, all the shaban. Shoulder shrug. All the shaban. All the shaban. All the Michael shaban. Also, it looks like this is not the Starfleet. Shaban, shaban, come on. We know. Oh, is oh a no. Pun that Andy didn't oh, see. Jesus. No, I'm pun blind in addition to being face blind. Uh, um... Uh, looks, like this is not the Starfleet we know. Uh, no, it's not. Well, they do have uh, Russians meddling with Erm. Sorry, Romulans infiltrated in Starfleet command. Uh, coming back to the Mars workers, they don't oh. look like. Yeah. Oh, he's tying it. By the way, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I honestly didn't until he did that joke myself. Uh, so, like, all this, all this bold. Uh, Malarkey, uh, yeah. I'll say, uh-huh. of like people saying it's too political, blah 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 blah. Yeah, here's how fucking Star Trekky I am. I didn't even see that. But if you were Star Trekky, wouldn't you have looked directly into the theme? I, I did, and directly was Romulans have infiltrated the Federation. That's, that's what I saw too. <laughs> that's all I saw. I missed it too. Uh, interesting. I hadn't even thought about it. Well, particularly if you put that because against- in my mind, I'm like, this is political. This is just your. This is classic Romulans and. I don't know. Yeah, particularly if you also you look at it from the perspective of the Picard kind of slant on, you know, this isn't the Starfleet I know. You know, that's interesting. It'd be applied to every side. Uh, you know what? We're probably just so obtuse for missing it. We, uh, we like we like things going pew pew and protocol. And uh, I like our things characters. going protocol. You like things going pew pew. Covering both. We of both us. like our characters. All right. Uh, but I will say that. That wasn't civilian life. Uh huh. Those were—they were all working at the Federation's Utopia Planitia shipyard. There. That was Federation life. He says they're—they're they're probably welders, electricians, Bo, and such. Do not eat Andy's cord. It makes more sense. Bo is licking all over me. It makes more sense to have a humong- humongous amount of civilian workers in a spaceship shipyard than Starfleet cadets. Yeah, I mean, but are they like unenlisted Starfleet? Oh, I suppose at shipyards uh, you work for the shipping company, really. It could be either. They they weren't in Starfleet outfits, though. Were they? They were in jumpsuits. They were there in jumpsuits. There were Starfleet security guards there that were in actual Right, but those people, the the ones who were being dicks to the android, weren't. No. Yeah. No, they were in the, uh, they were in the orange jumpsuits. Right. So those aren't Starfleet uniforms. That's what I'm saying. So we don't we don't know if they're Starfleet or not. Then we agree. Great job, everybody. <laughs> That's it. Podcast is hells. over. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. We finally agree. Do this podcast until you two agree on something, then finish it. Well, there we go. All oh, done. Nice. It's been nice uh, talking to all of you. We'll we wrapped you it again. up. This is what we've been working toward. Uh, so this is the end is the beginning. Season one, episode three of Star Trek Picard. Uh, let me just uh, jump out of the full screen here so I can get... Well, he's doing uh, the name. Here it goes. Completely unaware of her special nature, Soji continues her work and captures the attention of the Borg Cube Research Project's executive director. After rehashing past events with a reluctant Raffi, Picard seeks others willing to join his search for Bruce Maddox, including pilot and former Starfleet officer Cristobal Rios. 
played by Santiago Cabrera, whom I'm enjoying quite a bit. What happened? I thought you were gonna. I thought you clicked a button. I thought I was gonna play something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no. Uh, waiting intently. We all see are. what happens next. <clears throat> So we open it up with flashes of this attack on Mars. Even this is not, even though I I love myself some QQs, as has been well established. Um, but even this is, we've already know about this plot-wise. This is not an advancement in the plot. Yes, but it is a sort of backstory to the plot. Yeah, but we already knew this happened. Yes, but this is sort of to go... This is where we are in this flashback of Picard. Uh-huh. Picard's life. Mars has already gone kablooey, and now he's at Starfleet. All right. At least according to my brain. Four, 14 years ago. Yeah, at, the, at the Anaheim Convention Center. <laughs> How do you feel about the outfit? I figured when, as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, Matt is going to love this. Uh, new Trek outfit. Uh, this is established in the comic books. This is the uniform they're wearing. Uh, uh, his uh, his number one and uh, Picard. I've seen this uniform already in drawing form, and now seeing it in reality. Uh, I think it looks fantastic. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. What's your concern? I don't know yet. I haven't really spent enough time with it, Andy. I understand. They give you a hard time? They start with the ships? Straight out, just as you predicted. You were ready with the inventories from Beta Antares and Aridanie, which shut them up. <sighs> so they hit you with manpower. But it is, uh, you had the it is nice seeing Patrick Stewart in a, in, a, in a uniform again. I guess we're not going to see that much of him in a uniform Correct. in this show. Yeah. It's good. Sad. But I do like also, sorry everybody, I got an email. I forgot to turn off my notifications. You did not get an email at home. You did not get an email. Don't look for an email. <laughs> uh, I like his admiral rank uh, on, the, on, the, on the collar, and I like the extra gold stripe he gets for being an admiral, which is uh, a callback to the Wrath of Khan era uh, Admiral Kirk outfit, because he had a black, like everybody else, but there was also a gold stripe on his. Oh, interesting. Maybe interesting is the wrong word. John Cooley liked that talk. (laughs) Sure, he did. Guy who makes uniforms. And mothball ships. We could maintain the evacuation, though, to a severely reduced level. Not if we use synthetic labor. All synthetic life forms are banned throughout the Federation effective immediately. All active units are dismantled. So, Andy, I guess what you're saying is actually completely accurate in that there is literally no new information in this scene. Yeah. We know that all life is, all artificial life has been banned by the Federation. We know that Picard has resigned his commission. Yeah. And we know that these two aren't on speaking terms. The only thing I will say that we do get is sort of a backstory on Raffi and seeing this more hopeful, optimistic Raffi. Yes. Who uh, is so seemingly hurt by Jean-Luc's decision. Now, now, why you're calling him JL 14 times in this conversation, I don't know. It's, I like it. I like that, you like, know what, you know, Matt? I like that you got a little JL happening. 
It kind of, I don't know. Does this fulfill your... No, it's not a reverse admiral situation. It's not. No. Okay. So Matt has a theory that all admirals have to call someone else by their first name. Yes, to, to, to saddle up to them and sort of uh, sidle up and uh, just be like, uh, hey, we're cool, right? That's crazy. It makes no sense. It's a little unsettling Since to hear somebody call, call him jail. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we got the occasional Jean-Luc to him, especially from Beverly. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, it's cu- it's cutesy in a way that seems like it would be weird for for Picard to endure. Mm, yeah, but maybe he has uh, grown to yeah, be. As, I guess he's softened. You know. Oh, also, they. I guess if she's calling him JL, then, it, then that this would disprove the other thing that I was going to ask, which is, do we feel like they messed around at any point, or we feel like they have not? <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. I don't feel like that. No. Yeah, okay. It was a fatal code error in the operating system. That's bullshit. Something's off about this whole business, JL. You know, a lot of a lot of freewheeling swearing on this show. Yeah. In a way that I'm just like. Some I, people have written in. I don't know concerns. Their own. They're also people are on on the mat train. Yeah, it's not, and it's not the it's not the cursing itself. It's the same thing. It's just like this is colloquial, feel, displaced, feels, yeah, sort yeah. of like doesn't quite feel like the language we're used or, to. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It seems unnecessary. Is I the main agree. Thing. I agree. You don't need it. Yeah, that's bullshit. Is I mean, I don't know. I suppose that one. I'll let go i mean data once said oh shit when they were gonna crash to a planet but that's talking about pandering that is pandering to the to the modern day audience yeah that was for a joke played for a laugh um double dumb ass on you also played for a laugh Eh. but that at least that at least is kirk for trying to fit into trying to fit into modern day yes but of course it doesn't add up I smell the Tal Shiar. Huh? The Tal Shiar. Rafi, why would the Romulans attack a fleet built expressly to rescue them? I can't answer that. Yet. But I do know that there are billions of people out there in the Beta Quadrant that are in the burst radius of a supernova. It's not their fault that a bunch of A500s went rogue on Mars. You're absolutely right. I still don't understand why the people, like there are Romulans out there who believe the supernova was made up. Yeah. Like, uh, civilization advances the Romulans. I think they'd be able to track it. You know, it seems like they'd be able to be like, no, no, they're right. Is that, a, is that a global warming thing? Stop it. I'm just asking, since we're on that track. <laughs> I don't know, probably. Thematically. Does it ruin it for you when it ties it too much to modern no, day? No, I mean, all good sci-fi should do that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I watched, if that is what it is, it's a little ham-handed. That one. This all is, if yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. But, you know... I don't know. I used to watch Star Trek. Well, it doesn't good. have to be ham-handed because I used to watch it to feel good, Andy. I understand. The if it is the political undertones of the modern world, I, I feel like they could make it um, 
even with this starting point, they could uh, sort of refine it as it goes along and have like different sides to it. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, when do you belong to the quote Starfleet and when don't you? And, you know, do you throw the baby out with the bathwater? Stuff like that. I'm interested in Rios's backstory. I think that's he's an interesting character because he's shirtless. That's exactly it. I think shirtless <laughs> characters are more interesting than characters that have shirtless shirts. Shirtless burning. Because, like, off the bat, I'm like, where does shirt go? What's the backstory there? I want to know more. Tens of thousands of Ooh, He also gets a side stripe, which she doesn't get. Hmm. And nobody is thinking. Nobody is listening. They're just reacting. Wait a minute. What happened in their jail? They said that our plan was unfeasible. Half of them never wanted to rescue the Romulans in the first place. And the rest are... are just... frightened. I never dreamed that Starfleet would give in to intolerance and fear. What happened in there? I said that either they accept the revised evacuation plan... or my resignation. (laughs) Are you serious? What do they say? Jean-Luc? They accepted my resignation. Hell with them. We'll figure it out. We'll find a way. To mount a multi-world evacuation of tens of millions of Romulans without Starfleet support. There has to be something. This is where it sort of like gets an interesting in a way to me where it's like why isn't Picard like all right we'll find a way there's a Let's lot get of to that. it I totally agree and that's that kind of what bothers me bothers me in the scene is even just his tone is not I mean, I guess. Well, he's certainly like. I think what we're dealing with is a Picard that has sort of walked out of this institution right. that he so believed in, yeah. having lost all of his faith in it. Uh-huh. So I think in this in this moment, he's struggling with that. Do we think that it's implied that something in losing data broke him? This is what fourteen years ago, and data would have been what eight years before that. Yeah, I guess that's about right. Yeah. Before that. yeah. So, I, I think mean, I agree with you, but I think he still seems obsessed with data, even in the. Well, how does he seem obsessed? In this, but not in this. Like that's not at all. But the but the data thing would have been before this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if they wanted to play that, I think they would have put a line in about synthetics, like because they have that dialogue about synthetics being outlawed. He would have said something. He would have been like, you know, if data were here, blah 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 blah. I'm tired of hearing about data. She'd say, "Yeah, there you go. Why don't they give us the show? Yeah, to make worse." (laughs) Some last desperate wild solution, JL. That's what you do. My resignation was the last desperate wild solution. I never believed that they would. Accept it. Of course you wouldn't. Now what? You're gonna go back to your chateau and write your memoirs? 
can't do this without you, JL. Ah, the CNC wants to see me. That's great. It's great. You tender your resignation, and my ass gets fired. My ass gets fired, it seems. Rafi! Anachronistic and disturbing way, too. Yeah, I, I agree. Why do, why do we... We're just... I mean, I'll buy it, but why Why does she get fired? Because he's he stepped out of line? I don't know. Yeah. If I were her, I'd be like, I must be going in to get a promotion because now the ship needs a captain. Right. <laughs> um, maybe they've both been very vocal, but yeah. it still is weird. And also convenient, because then she, that's one of the reasons she's enraged at him in the future. In the present day, that she got fired. I think it's. Feel, I th- feel like this is. This is seems like she would have had a lot of skills to make. This some is to tell us that she's. I think it's more like she felt abandoned uh-huh. by him. So also, go, go back to the present day at Vasquez Rocks. I don't yes. want to stir up more trouble. Stir it up, why little is she, darling. Why is she poor? Poor doesn't exist. I thought, Andy. Yeah. You're 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 beating the drum. I know. You know you're beating the drum of uh, uh, Star Trek economics, which, by the way, has always been wishy washy. Yeah. Uh, I, I no, yeah, I don't understand it. It, it. it has never really been explained. Yeah. Uh, credits seem to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, gold press latinum seems to be a thing. And other than that, I don't know. But. I wonder if the Frangier are they? Oh, this must have been addressed in DS Nine. Are they enraged by the the lack of economics, theoretical economics in the Federation? I mean, they find it odd, but they yeah. can still get a hold of gold press latinum. Yeah, you have to buy time on the Hollow Suite at Quarks. I don't understand how they're buying time. Right. I don't know where the credits are coming from. Right. Rafi, I need a ship and a pilot, and I have to find Bruce Maddox. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's a lot to take. I mean, the obvious way to go would be, you have some goddamn nerve. But I gather you you already heard that from your buddy Clancy. Yes, we have. Yeah, except she said the F word. What? <laughs> See this lady's future vapor? Pro tip. Future reference on your next top secret unauthorized synthetic girl rescue mission. Uh, here's some advice on your next authorized synthetic, not pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah, I agree with let's that just too. let's just sort of let's just demuddy the language. It's very interesting looking at this against TNG, which we often have a lot of, a lot of critiques for. I think they do a pretty good job in TNG in keeping that crap out. A thousand percent. It has to be very difficult. Um, I mean, I guess... It's It's not. I think everyone just speaks more formally on TNG. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's all it is. Try not telling the CNC of Starfleet exactly what you're planning on doing. I don't remember you being such a chatterbox back in the day. I mean, (laughs) I saw your interview. An unmitigated disaster. Yeah. They'll never have me back. I feel like Shaban would have locked you. that shit down. Maybe he didn't have authority? Who has authority in the show? 
Kurtzman. Oh, he does. As far as I know. Yeah. Kurtzman Goldsmith. Chabon. Anyway. Stewart. You think Stuart was fighting for pro tip? (laughs) (laughs) It's the only language that gets to the heart of the matter. But I will say the following statement. There is maybe a world where I can sort of, in my head, retcon this to like go like, well, she has sort of been a left by society at this point. You know, she's left. She's been booted from Starfleet. Okay. And she's finding it very hard to adapt. And I feel like when you sort of are out of the Starfleet of it all, Maybe you do get a little looser with the tongue uh, or uh, less formal. Would and, you? Uh, she seems like someone who's been battling addiction for a long time, maybe even prior to the Picard days. And that's made her speak anachronistically? That's made her speak acronistically to non-Starfleet people. Because when you think about it, the, really the only humans we ever see on Star Trek are Starfleet. Right. Would you the have preferred, majority. Matt? Yes for her to speak in a kind of clockwork orange Battlestar Galactica future. No, I don't want weird things that I have to go. I think right. that's a swear. Right. Okay. Oh, big oak beams, heirloom furniture. Yeah, I'd show you around my estate, but it's more of a hobble, so that would just be, you know, humiliating. My entire life for the past 14 years has been one long slide into humiliation and rage. Also a fair amount of snake leaf induced paranoia, so some things never change. Might have been nice to hear from you a time or two in there, JL. Not because you think I know an off-the-books pilot with an unregistered starship. Just... Say hi. See how I was doing? I know. Because I was not doing good. Well... I lost my security clearance. Don't Ruffy. No, don't. Just don't touch me. Ruffy. Oh, and read a little, I guess like you're saying, a lot of it read Tammy. That in particular read Hammy to me. Uh, I wasn't doing good, followed by the music swell. Well, so the don't touch me and he's not a, nowhere close to her. Yeah. Maybe he was like, I'm not going to get up. <laughs> Picard doesn't reach across a room that far. Ruffy. I can't get up twice. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> uh, so then we go to the Borg reclamation. Uh, what, are you, what are we calling this? The, this, by the way, I will have to say, this Borg subplot, yeah. still uninteresting to me. Uh-huh. Is it catching you at all? I mean, no. I... Uh, uh, no, it's all it's very mystery boxy. It's very like what's it's it gonna like, be and I don't care. I mean She's I, the destroyer of what? The yeah. Borg, who cares? Right. The Romulans, they're kinda dicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's that it's like a weird feeling. They they have around the edges. The, you, part of the problem is that they have around the edges that it's only. almost like a refugee camp kind of a deal. 
And so the Romulans are oppressive, except it's also in the bounds of collaboration with the Federation. So it's not full on oppressive. So it's like, it's hard to, they're not breaking hard in any direction. But I don't get that. It feels like any Federation planets or species that have scientists there it's sort of off the books kind of a thing yeah it's, i don't think it's like a official program like if we were uh, looking at the tesseract i don't think we'd see a shield and nasa banner anywhere uh-huh so i don't think there'd be like a federation and romulan empire banner hanging somewhere because well, I, I, like, I don't think it's like i don't think it's like on the books no i mean i just don't yeah. think it's like officially oh, yeah, a thing i think the federation has doesn't have knowledge of it quote unquote and I think that the Romulan Empire is so broken up. This is like a weird faction of bullshit. Wait, where? I thought she was from the Federation. I thought the twin sister was also from the Federation. Soji. The twin sister, by the way, never... Dodge, I don't think Dodge ever knew she had a sister. No. There is no point in there where she thinks she has a sister. No. She doesn't say it. She doesn't talk about it. Doesn't bring it up to Picard. Oh. That's a mystery box. Right. It's only because of the necklace that they shot with 17 close-ups in the first episode that then uh, Allison Pill looks at and goes... She's got a twin. She's got a twin. They were always in pairs. Right. You go flash forward over here to this episode where we see Soji uh, looking at... Uh, talking on the a, a, a video phone, FaceTiming with her mother, quote-unquote mother again, because, again, I believe it's all sort of like in their brain programming, asking about her sister. So I think she thinks she has a sister. The other one didn't. This version of their mother, which I don't remember if they even look the same, I think they is lying. Yeah. Or in this program, I assume, doesn't know. I assume at this point that the mother is just a complete fabrication. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just whatever a, yeah. they need to make the. But what's make the, the Android? I think it's automated. Yeah, or it's data. I don't think it's like it's well, another mystery what do you box. Think? You think it's you're, are you, we were we were questioning whether it was data, and it was he was working through the mother or whatever to program the daughters to go somewhere to find Picard to. Well, I was thinking it was Maddox. Oh, it might be Maddox. Yeah, I guess it would make more sense if it was Maddox. And I was thinking it was Maddox, you know, and if there's some wild Although Data's involved somehow. Is he? He's, he drew, he painted her in the picture. Uh Uh-huh. And I think called her daughter. Yeah, but he called that painting daughter. But don't you think Bruce Maddox saw that at some point? Because they were sending logs to each other all the time and he's sending his days to... Also, wasn't Maddox, wasn't it sort of set up that he was going to go and see Maddox at a certain point and let Maddox do more research on him? So maybe yeah, Maddox programmed something I think all of this stuff could have him. happened off screen. Yeah. And I think that, like, at some point, Maddox could have seen the daughter's painting, which I think is brought up in this. Yeah. Um, Here's what I will say I find interesting in this area. I the find- Borg area? Yeah, or the, Borg, the, or the, the sort of area. theories we're having. No, no, in the Borg area. Is is Soji's relationship with the obviously evil uh, the Romulan spy. guy. And uh, even the kind of uh, hammy uh, brother-sister, uh, you know, twirling mustache thing. I, I find it fun. I enjoy all of it. I find it like... I think that there's not enough screen for their mustaches to fit on. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think it's silly. Yeah. I think that the whole thing of in this scene, the Romulans having front doors that are fake, like the Romulan society is yeah. so fucking backwards twisted. Yeah non-trusting that they put fake front doors on all home domiciles it bothered me for a moment and then i kind of justified it in my head as like oh it's just that's just tradition like you know <laughs> sure okay but a tradition like having of, like of, having a welcome mat but it's a tradition of of uh paranoia yes but it's like so stupidly paranoid you know what i mean well i guess i'm saying they don't really believe it's going to fool anybody now. Now it's just like having of a welcome mat. Of course, we've accept. always done yeah. this. Yeah. Right. So you're saying that people who put welcome backs out don't actually think anyone is welcome in their home. Um, uh, that's an interesting point. I guess I'm saying nobody necessarily thinks anybody's anybody's looking at the mat. They're just like, I'm going to put this down here. Maybe it's a bad example. But it is not. It's not the worst example. It's ties. Sort of like it's like ties. Neckties. Neckties, which are done f- to show formality. Yes, but and they serve business arrangements. They had a functional purpose originally before buttons. They, well, when the collars were separate exactly. from the shirts, and then now they, and they don't. Just sort of now they're just decorative. There. Hmm. <laughs> but but yeah. as I say, I'm reaching, and therefore I'm going to give myself this. Oh, it'll take far too long to make this worth it. Here it is. Andy can fix things too. Not nice. Not not worth it. <laughs> now, for some reason, I've lost the a channel in here, oh, and I only hear the weird. I only hear the music. What is going on? Andy, was he talking right now? Hello, I'm I'm vamping. I'm vamping. <laughs> He's not vamping, guys. Well, it looks like I've lost the ability to what happened? Play the audio somehow. Oh no! I'm only getting a channel on this thing. I'm not getting. I'm only getting a, a weird like. It's like it's like when you uh, plug in your. Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, it's like when you plug in a. Uh, Do you want to take a break? No, I mean, I don't. What, what's a break for? Well, I don't need a break. <laughs> Who needs a break when I can get in here and just fix things myself with my own body? If you like watching Jordy tinker around and talk about what he can and can't do with the uh, with the warp core, this is what you're, what Computer, you're watching now. Eliminate all uh, bad audio. To be exploited. Thank Cannot you, comply. No, it did comply. Oh, there you go. Our host, the Romulan have a more expensive vision. They see us as both. I hate it. You're different. Thank you. I've decided to let you have your interview with Rhonda. Oh my god, really? You've been pestering me about it for a long time. After today, I'm inclined to grant your request. Tell me. Why? How much do you know about Ramda before she was assimilated? Have you read her Romulan dossier? Of course not. Wait, have you? So now, looking back at this moment, she didn't... I thought that the... I thought um, the evil Romulan guy gave it to her. Mm-hmm. But So it's just something that's 
coming out of her brain that she doesn't know where it's coming from. I think it's something that she in some sort of I think she has been activated, quote unquote, before. Now you know how Dodge was activated yeah. and started kung fu fighting. Right, it's like that. I think it's that, but for sciencey stuff with her. Right. <laughs> so like she's breaking security clearances, pulling information and not remembering it. I just sort of asked to see it. Usually I find that if I ask people for help, they're happy to give it. Then she's lying about it? Yeah. Um, so they go... Oh, by the way, I should just say, we see Hugh here. Hugh, of course, was the uh, Borg from the episode I, Borg. Uh, and... Uh, uni- uh, not unification. <laughs> season six, season seven finale and season opener. Oh, man. Because of the D. <laughs> Decimation. Anyway. No, 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 don't, don't be silly. Uh, part one and two <laughs> with lore. Uh, so this guy, so here's the thing, too. Like, Hugh is aware of lore. Yeah. Hugh is aware of data. Yeah. Hugh worked with both of them. Right. Uh, so Hugh ha- being in contact with a Soong type, quote unquote, Soong type android, or, or maybe now this is a Maddox type android. Uh, but like, I feel like uh, if anyone's gonna know anything, it's Hugh, right? Not hinted at at all in this. As an experiment, then we'll see how that goes. Descent. Thank you. Uh, also, let's remember who Hugh's best friend was. Jordy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Jordy's really getting a shaft here. Yeah, a lot I mean, of data. I mean, it's like dead. I don't know how this guy. I'm pointing at a very out of focus Picard. Mm. Isn't immediately showing up at the doorstep of all of his people. No, of Jordy. particularly Jordy, Jordy LaForge. Yes, right. Being like, "Hello, Leah Brahms. Is Jordy home?" Right. Oh, that'd be the best. I'd love to see Jordy finally hook up with Leah Brahms. Real life Leah Brahms and not a robot <laughs> hologram. <laughs> not a not a force fields and uh, light yeah. photons. <laughs> so I guess Jordy probably wouldn't be as interested in that. I'm listening. You always said there were Romulan Federation connections. I didn't see. I was talking about Mars Jail, the Romulan rescue. Those aren't connections I just see, like people see angels or, or uh, ghosts. I have evidence. I have concrete evidence that a high-ranking Starfleet official conspired to allow the attack to go forward, to put an end to the rescue mission, which they opposed. Ruffy, they had no reason to sabotage their own rescue. What do you think happens when there's a cover-up? They conceal it. You're just telling me what happens during a cover-up. You're not giving me an answer here. Yeah. That's why I need your help. But also, it's like, I feel like there is a reason for them to do it. The Romulans don't trust the Federation. Like, I, it's like for Picard to be this obtuse still, after living with Tal Shiar for this long? Well, this is another thing that bothers me. Even in this, in this, if you let the dialogue run just for one more second. All right, pause. Here we go. I need your mind, your ability to see things others don't see. So he no. just, she said, 
she she restated the theory that he's clearly heard several times before that there was a cover up, and that he always, if we're to take what he said here, that he always never thought was true. And then he, the next thing he says is, "Well, I need you along because you see things other people don't see." You just said you thought her theory was bullshit, so that's not your opinion of her. Yeah, and then her, you're asking her to explain it. All she did was describe what happens when some like well, that's a separate uh, issue. Yeah. something. I agree. Um, but also, like maybe it's his Iramata syndrome, which is coming into play, like dementia-like sin- symptoms. Like he's not seeing everything that he should be seeing, or putting things together, or his memories failing. I don't know. He's uh, he's going Xavier. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, yes, he's going Charles Xavier. Hopefully, he understands his powers and doesn't accidentally freeze everybody. I hope we find out Magneto is behind everything. Get out of here, please. I think we will, Maddoxito. <laughs> Boo! Get out of here, please. And I've got a ship, right? She says this. I have a pilot for you. He'll probably be shirtless when you meet him. <laughs> but won't you wonder where his shirt is? Uh, how he got that way? What do you think of the Vulcan, Romulan, whatever, chief of security, rocking sunglasses? <laughs> I thought it was weird. Yeah. For some reason, it just felt off to me, for, especially for a, human, for, a, for a humanoid species that is from a planet that was purely... Sunbaked. Oh, it's a really good point. On both sides. Yeah. Like you're looking at the Romulans and then you're looking at the Vulcans. For them to need sunglasses, it's like, what? It's a really good point. Commodore O, Director of Starfleet Security. Commodore O in Chanel's. Okay. I'd like to talk to you about your two recent visits with Admiral it's Picard. Really true. It sort of makes her give it gives her a men in black vibe, which yeah, is very silly it's here. Ridiculous. Yeah. Meet with patient 4822-stroke-2. She'll need authorization. This unit is operated by the Reclamation Project. It is under the direct authority of its executive director, me. Open up. Why he doesn't know that he was the executive director? (laughs) That was odd, too. But I I sort of took that to just be they're all bureaucratic and and oppressive. And so, sure, they need anytime anyone wants to get in anywhere, even if they have clearance, they have to sort of bully their way in. So I kind of bought it. I don't buy that these are the only Romulans that have ever been assimilated based on the fact that, like, the first instance of Borg entering Federation space happened along the neutral zone border. Yeah. And they made their way through the neutral zone and and removed colonies, including Romulan colonies. That was established? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's weird. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, the prime correctors will come in if I'm wrong, but that's how I remember it. I will say, I like the area of Romulans and Borg and how would they interact and and what would be the ramifications i just don't i'm not grabbed by where it's going yet yeah uh so then we meet rios uh he beams aboard right yeah we see a i love that this oh listen to that sound guys captain rios oh hi hello Picard. Yes, sorry, of course you are. I'm afraid you might be too late. Right then, come on. 
cigar. By the way, if this doesn't scream Wolverine yeah. to the Charles Xavier cigar, hair like crazy, fucking metal sticking out of him, bleeding, not really in pain, uh, graying beard. It's just like, what are we doing here, guys? What is the thing? Now I'm seeing all these pieces together. The 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 evil brother and sister. Mm-hmm. This guy, this Han Solo guy with his cigar. Mm-hmm. It is all very no- Star Trek novelization. What's going on? Well, it's not- and I kind of think at the beginning I kind of was like, oh, I'm having. I don't care. I'm having, it's fun genre stuff, but it's very pulpy in a way that I would not think Shaban, I would point to especially, would put in other than as a comment on something. And I don't, I'm beginning to feel like this is not a comment on anything. I think that... What the hell just happened there? I don't know. It's like so we were in a time shift. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it's interesting. It, it, it's, it's all, but it's all it's so hard to... So hard to say because it's such a part of a whole at this point that like i don't know what they're gonna do what if this is the the start of the dismantling of tropes right and it's like that's and the arc is amazing is like it's like that was fucking great they made us think that this was a terrible spy at first and now it's this and then there's enough room that it could be just like oh we we were completely wrong yeah so there's so much runway for that and i and i and i don't know and like that it also might be a situation where it's like yeah Han and Chewie character types or I don't know whatever I can use a Han and a Chewie sure I think they had to play so the uh, the Star Trek theme because this is the first moment anyone is in space yeah I agree with that entirely but it's a long time to get to oh, it that's another thing I, is like there are like nine refusals of the call in this story <laughs> it's just like everyone scene after scene like Picard was saying no person then the then the Romulan helpers are saying no. Then Rafi is saying no. Like, everyone's just, no, I can't. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to. It's like, you don't need all this. Everyone's refusal. Maybe everyone is in their own story. Maybe this is the, maybe this is the, this is a seven-person hero's journey. <laughs> oh, that's, that's potential. <laughs> hey. Are you? Chris Rios is just an EMH. Just? By the way, I love that his EMH, his navigational computer, I love that they're all him. That makes sense. I really I like, like it. that. I that like nice that touch. touch. This, this, this. Although he's, I don't know. Santiago, this, is, this guy. Do you know which is his real accent or if either is his real accent? He's British. Uh, this, this, this guy, this actor. Yeah. I, I think he's great. Right. I'm enjoying him because I see him do three different things. Yeah. And he's not over the top with any of them. Well, he's, he's playing little, them all. The Han Solo one, he's over the top. I don't know. Yet. I feel like he's doing a good job in the EMH. And by the way, I was very excited to see an EMH. But the but the other guy, I feel like his accent was all over the place. Oh, the, um, the, the, American. the American. He was doing the thing that all British actors do, uh, which is, ah, an American. Very good. Let me do him exactly like a 1940s New York City cabbie. Uh... You know, look, oh, Tom, detective. Ho- Tom Holland does a great one. Tom Holland does do an impeccable one. It's pretty impressive. I think that uh, Hugh Jackman, who is Australian, he slips sometimes. Well, he's just basically doing what this guy's doing. This, <laughs> guy's, he's, he's no, playing this Wolverine. guy's doing Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. For now. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a shirt on. 
But when he gets a shirt on, who knows? I know who you are. I read one of your books one time. What happened to you? I didn't die. Mad Kit. Oh, you know what? Uh, now I'm pulling back on it. I think he's he's playing a light Latino accent of some kind. Aguardiente. Oh, he's Rios. It makes sense. Right. Okay. Then I'm I'm pulling back on that. Um. No thanks. I uh, I like the uh, the Ford. What you want to do is take the giant hunk the of Ford tech um, extrapolation of uh, replicators you can replicate anywhere now. That totally makes sense. Yeah, or he's just beaming them from his sick bay. Holding <laughs> my shoulder. That's just a guess. Please sit. He doesn't take the captain's chair. Kid. Toss it anywhere. So, where are we going, Admiral? Rafi says you have no idea. I'm working on it. When are we leaving? Soon as possible. Are you breaking any laws or intending to? I don't know. I'm not in the habit of consulting lawyers before I do what needs to be done. You? I'm not in the habit of consulting anybody about anything. Especially a lawyer. There we are. The card seems very coy. I don't don't dig it. I I didn't mind it because for me it felt like I'm going to coyly feel out this coy guy. He's playing. I think he's playing the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. It's very just disconcerting though. Get lost. He never gets any nicer. Duly noted. Deactivate EMH. I need a pilot. Rafi says you're the best around. I never argue with Rafi. Nothing to ever get you down. You were the XO of a heavy cruiser. The Ibn Majid. Never heard of it because it doesn't exist. Starfleet erased it from the records. Do I detect a certain bitterness towards Starfleet? You must know that Starfleet and I have long since have parted ways. If you say so. I really don't give a damn. Oh, really? I see this ship is impeccably maintained. Every bolt and clasp and fitting in place. Everything stowed in regulation Starfleet order. I don't know what happened to you, Rios, or to the Ibn Majid, but... Five minutes on the ship, and I know precisely what I'm looking at. You are Starfleet to the core. I can smell it on you. That's just my tragic sense of life. Rafi warned me you were a speechmaker. I mean, if he's really working him, then I guess I buy it. If they're saying this is who Picard is now, I don't buy it. I don't think they're saying that. I'm reading it as... He's working him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's trying to find common ground. Meanwhile, Raffi's looking up some stuff and then finding that everything's coming from Cloud City. I mean, free cloud. <laughs> so what are the dice? Are Is we that... excited? The dice? There's dice that appear on her screen. It's probably some code-breaking algorithm done graphically. Okay. I think they might have mentioned it. 
Mm. Something to do with Maddox, I don't remember. I like this run of Picard's great things. <laughs> that yeah. is a cute continuum finally mentioned. How's that? The navigation sensors are back at maximum range. Whatever it was, it scraped off pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So, are we excited? Intimidated. I like how he's like, all right, give my navigation hologram a Scottish accent. Uh-huh. Make him a dork. Uh-huh. Give my doctor a British accent. Give him a trench coat. Yeah. Like, I like that these are decisions he apparently made. Maybe a teensy bit starstruck. Jean-Luc Picard, chief contact with a Q continuum, arbiter of succession for the Klingon Empire, savior of Earth from Borg invasion, captain of the Enterprises D and E. The man even worked alongside the great Spock. You are an emergency hologram. We no longer have a navigational emergency. Why are you still here? Well, someone is experiencing an acute moodiness overload. <laughs> Picard. Picard is a good man, Captain Wouldn't that Rios. be the image? He's on job? the side of the angels. It's up to him how he programs his navigational emergency things. Yeah. In a long time since you helped out somebody like him. Hmm? A very long time. Please spare me the juvenile Sunday school morality. And spare me the angsty teenage moral relativism. I already had one grand heroic captain in my life. The last thing I need is another one. Ten years on, I still can't close my eyes at night without seeing the last one's blood and brains splattered all over a bulkhead. Deactivate the NH. His name was William oh, Riker. No, no, you, how dare you, Andy? Don't put that out there in the world. I already had one grand heroic captain in my life. The last thing I need is another one. Ten years. Ten years on. Okay, so it's post Picard leaving Starfleet that that happened to him. Uh, what'd you think of this scene at the Chateau Picard with the Tal Shiar or Zaj Vivarver? Like the primary thing I thought is, well, he's back on Earth? What's going on? <laughs> uh, okay, so let's play a little bit of this. Uh... You have to go around the back. You're kind of a know-it-all, aren't you? See, that is sort of... Um, that I have no problem with. Yeah, that's, that's sort of... Uh, know-it-all uh, is the thing In I've modern day in that Star I thought Trek. was perfect. It's funny. I like the cards. I like the little tarot cards. They yeah. don't bother me. I like the design. It doesn't bother me. I like the idea of a, of, of Romulan myth. Yeah. Uh, or as they call it. What did they call it? They called it... Uh, uh, oh, it was really... It was a great term, too. God, I gotta go back for it. He's going back, folks. Look, I like to say hello... And thank you when they do something great with some words. Reasonable. Hi. Oh, maybe it's not there. Where would it be? This is a lot of time spent it on this. Looks like a door. Very close. I think that one's called Shy Queen. 
which means... A false door. Traditional Romulan houses always have a false front door that's never used. You have to go around the back. You're kind of a know-it-all, aren't you? By the way, why isn't Beverly Crusher out and about removing Borg implants? Because she apparently did it better than everyone ever since. Because she cleared Picard out pretty good. I agree. She also she also removed Hugh from the continuum fully. Yeah, like, she, she's those like were some she's big an wins for expert Beverly. in Borg. Yeah, she's really better, better than humans. You could you could argue. <laughs> You may say it. Over the road. Bread. Your classic bend over bullet flying in the air. Yeah. They killed the alarm. Take him. Uh. So I don't want to like sit here and watch this while it's just action pew pews. Uh, Picard uses a cane. There's some good hand-to-hand uh, Tal Shiar combat happening here. I like that their fighting styles are very similar. Uh, I like that they're both holding their own. I like that there is Romulan disruptors under nearly every surface in the Chateau Picard, deliberately for this purpose, put there probably by our two uh, Tal Sh- former Tal Shiar uh, Picard keepers. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed all around. Uh, really well done. Really smart, smart uh, setup of the and, characters. Uh, I like the uh, Allison Pill showing up at the end to pew-pews. And I enjoyed the joke but, that she's like, maybe it was on stun. They don't have stuns on those guns. Uh, but they do because one of them's alive and doesn't immediately spit acid at them and I talks think, to them. It's I crazy. I th- think it's implied that they got him from, from uh, hand-to-hand. Stun. Romulan disruptors don't have a stun setting. Okay. It's all right. Thank you. It's all right. I mean, it's like this. I also thought was like a little like, what am I? What are we doing? This is like this. This episode is like, not this episode in particular, but the, the storytelling style is like. I'm going to hang some shoes. They're going to drop. But you don't know when. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, so you talked to the bad sunglass wearing Vulcan. Yeah. And told them everything except the one thing. And then you immediately came to my chateau. Yeah. And you don't think you were, you're tracked and followed by the chief of Starfleet security. Well, I th- feel like she might not know that, but there's no reason they wouldn't immediately go like, oh, you're being tracked. Yeah. Yeah. But like, why wouldn't they say this? Well, also... But also, here's the other thing I'll say. Yeah. Right, let me fix my own bullshit. Okay. She is the fucking genius from the Daystrom Institute who can probably get herself off tracking if she needs to. I feel like they're not heading there based on the characterization we've seen of her, but I'll be impressed if that's what happens. Or you're just saying that'll be unspoken? 
uh, I'm saying it's the only thing that I can wrap my head around to make it make sense. I guess that it's with the gun thing that implies to me she's not she's completely out of the world of. But I don't think she is in the world of, of like weapons. Sure, I'll buy that. Yeah. She doesn't know what a Rhymeland disruptor does because a lot of people, no one in the Federation would she, know what a Rhymeland disruptor herself, setting is. I just feel like she, the way she's, she's, she's not in Starfleet, she would have even wouldn't even think about people following her. But it's possible she would have. I will I say this: so. this really bothers me. These that these, she doesn't that he talks the ex, at all. Well, that's issue one. It's ridiculous. Issue two: this ex tells Shiar that already know that these particular soldiers have a acid and a suicide acid thing. Yeah, nobody takes it and removes it. Yeah, nobody fucking pulls it out. It. It's like crazy. why didn't they? I was like waiting for them to pull it out of their mouth, or at least be expecting it to happen. If you can't pull it out of his mouth, yeah, like hold up a trash can for him to spit through. It's crazy. And what if he? If they're gonna kill themselves rather than face, you know, failure or anything else, why does he have engage in the conversation at all? Why would he be afraid of dying? Why would he talk at all is 100% correct. It's I'm very, very confused. But here's the thing about the Jalvege. They must answer two questions before they die. <laughs> Her name was O. Chief of Starfleet Security, a Vulcan. Was she wearing her sunglasses? No, but I hear that she's very good at her job. She, she wanted to know... Why you came to see me, and I'm sorry, but I told her it seemed too important not to. And anyway, I'm a terrible liar. Of course. It's all right. There's one thing I didn't tell her, though. Siobhan. With no time, Lars. They'll send others. Well, he wants to kill him right there. I'm on board with Lars. Yeah. Sosus. We only kill them after we question. <laughs> now I will squirt them with our with our fucking <laughs> grapevine <laughs> moisteners, and that'll wake them up. Hello, <laughs> kills Picard. Mission accomplished because they didn't remove Can't the fucking. You guys didn't see that coming. It's ridiculous in a fun way. My name I, is Soji. I do like that he's a uh, he's got the ridges, so he's a northerner. I like that little bit of like let's lay some cannon in here. Tell me about the cards, Ramda. The pichmit. How do they work? Do you tell fortunes with them? It's kind of a mandala. Is that it? Do the images have a connection to Romulan mythology? Mythology? I hate that word. In Romulan, we have no such word. What's a better word? Scriptures? Sacred stories? Legendarium? The news. I love that. Wait, maybe I didn't love it so much. The news. (laughs) (laughs) The news. Oh, was that what you were trying to look for? It was I, like legendarium. I think it I might have been actually one of her words. News. Yeah, I thought you were thinking of the other ones. And then uh, the news, the future news? Did she say that? No. Nope. My she brain just says news. That. It should be like the news. I mean, she might have Like, I like the implication of the news of the future. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, are you Jacques Fosh? 
This is a very silly question. Yeah. Are you Jacques Vache? If you answer my questions, I will release you. You're not gonna release him? It's just pointless. Yes, because he's a stubborn northerner like you. I remember you from tomorrow. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. I remember you oh, from tomorrow. That was nice. That I liked a lot. That's cool. No, Rhonda, we've never met. Okay. What was I doing when you met me tomorrow? One of the things that makes you so special, Rhonda, is that you were on board the very last ship ever assimilated by this cube. Is that true? How do you know that? You were on board the Imperial Scout ship Shaynor with 25 other passengers. You encountered this cube. You were assimilated. But then something went wrong. So I guess if they're saying that the Romulan, this ship is the first, let's pretend now, this ship is the first Romulan ship ever assimilated by the Borg. Okay. So their knowledge uh, becomes part of the collective. All right. So if it's something in the Romulan mythology that the Borg were like, oh, we don't know what to do with this. We have to sever the connection on this ship. Uh huh. Maybe, maybe that's their explanation. Like the Romulan mythology that got absorbed into the collective of this ship. Yeah. Was so incongruous with Borg thought, Borg collective. From thought. the Romulan perspective or the Borg? From the Borg perspective. They were like, the Borg we're severing it. ourselves. Yeah, this is we dangerous. don't need these fucking Romulans. Right. What if they were like. Oh, we can't even trust them to be drones. They have front doors that are nothing. <laughs> We're the Borg. We need our doors to do something. Like, what if it was that? What if the Romulans are so shifty yeah. that the Borg were like, we cannot even rely on these fucking beings to be good drones? I mean, it could have been another version of some brain virus that's inherent to the Romulan way of thinking. Yeah. You don't like my shift too shifty? If they were like, nope, too shifty. <laughs> seems, seems like Borgs would care about that, but who knows? Maybe they would. Maybe they need full allegiance and would never get that from these shifty assholes. I feel like you're more... Dis- the last episode, I was the one who was uh, coming at the Romulans. This one, you are. This one, you are. Well, that's because in this one, I've got more uh, sort of more encounters with these what? Romulans. I didn't do anything there. Why does... Why does Siri think I said Happened something? That's in Rhonda. That was weird. Do you know what caused the submatrix collapse? I'll tell you what caused it. I've decided it's the mythology of the Romulans. Or the news. Which sister are you? Or the one who lives. Where is she? Where is the other one? You'll never find her before we do. Gesh king. I know who you are. You are sentient. <laughs> You are the destroyer! She's the end of all! She's the destroyer! We've, we've got to work on our acid. It only goes through one layer of clothing now. <laughs> but this just kills you from the inside. Took I did. the other twin out in a second. Well, that's because the other twin was holding a Romulan disruptor and blew 
through the Romulan disruptor. Oh, is that what And it blew it up. Damn, I love that chair. I don't know why these dogs are talking out there. They want to see how the end of the episode happens. It's not Bo. They're saying, Picard, go to space. Uh, they make it like a parrot But also, voice. like, what, am, I, am, I to, am I to understand Picard. from this? You can't do a dog voice for some reason now. Woof, woof, Picard, go to space. Well, that was pretty bad, too. Did three different bad versions of a dog voice. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> it's, it's a little, I, I'm getting a little punchy, guys. I to understand <laughs> that this slow-mo speed of the cards going in the air, yeah. is that to tell me that she just activated and moved super fast to get the phaser, the disruptor, away from her head? Definitely. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it was clear. Of course, nobody reacted to it. Yeah, no one reacts to it. No discussion of it whatsoever. Let her go! She's fine. He's the one that needs to be disciplined. Get him out of here. Get know. him out. How, I don't know where this room Make deployment sure your own on that sidearms guard. Aren't fully secured. Well, his sidearm wasn't fully secured. So, I mean, he, Hugh does a pretty good job right there of summing it up. All Romulans must have their sidearms secured. Yeah. All right, here we go. He dodges fine. I just heard from her today. She sounds like she's doing great. She's thinking of adopting a puppy. I'm not sure that's the best idea, but, you know, Dodge, when she makes a plan, never talk about it. Okay, so that put her to sleep because it was so boring. <laughs> what, what am I to believe? And then... This person comes in, bad spyman, uh, terrible spyman, we'll call him, uh, a.k.a. Narek. Again, the actor's not bad. The character's just a terrible spy. There's a fruitcake on the edge of the area. There's a fruitcake on the edge of the area? This is an ad. For fruitcake? I need to know. It's a Should guy, I buy fruitcake? Guy playing soccer. Oh, a free kick. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you believe me? Can you keep a secret? I love you. I think I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> I'm a bad spy. <laughs> then my sister's out here. I'm back. So are your ears. I can smell her on you. Smell is remarkably... Colonel, it is an extraordinary piece of machine. What she told you? Nothing yet. I'm not sure what she consciously knows, but I'm sure she has no idea what she truly is. And given what happened on Earth, I think we should keep it that way as long as possible. Earth was a miscalculation. <laughs> Your miscalculation. Which is the only reason I agree to let you pursue this highly questionable. I'm whispering loud. <laughs> Anyone in this corridor would hear that. Far more subtle. Approach. Good luck, brother. And see that you don't fall in love. I just told her I was in love. But am I? <laughs> nice to see you looking like yourself again. Do you ship these two, Matt? 
Do you ship this brother and sister? <laughs> I'd ship them off the board cube into a different story. Uh, all right. Here we go. Are you, uh, his name is Narek and her name is Narissa. That's going to be the tough to make a ship name. Oh, everything about our conversation except for one thing. Narissa? Maybe because they're already shipped. <laughs> Let me see. Maybe they're the same person. Oh, that'd be cool. Just split into two. That'd be cool. That'd be something. What was that? Meanwhile, back on Earth. I'm going with you. Again. The girl. Dodge. Wait, so you told her everything except that something that hasn't happened yet? How is that any help? <laughs> Dodge. You are going to look for her, right? That's what O thought, that you were planning to get a ship and a pilot and go off looking for the second sip. Are you? Oh, here's a theory. What if she is O in disguise? It's not an Andy's theory. It's just a plot theory. Um, Because there's really no other logical reason why O is there. I mean, I guess you could say it's to motivate her going here, but obviously that plays into O's plot somehow. Also completely would have been justified without O. For her Agnes that's to show I'm, up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, didn't need that extra. So therefore, I wonder if it's a setup for... So she's. you're saying this girl is Allison dead Taylor somewhere. Is, yeah. And O has taken her identity. Yeah. I love it. It's so stupid, it just might work. <laughs> you're early. Nope. My sources tell me... What sources? It's about to get very hot, Chivu. It's already hot. Is that your pilot? Mm -hmm. Okay, you have to take me with you, and here's why. A, I just killed a man to save your life. B, you are a good, decent man, capable of empathy and pity, and I am a scientist who has spent her entire life imagining a miracle, knowing that it could never come to pass, and now it has, and it's real, and I have to see her. And see, I don't know how much it costs to go where you're going or how much this guy charges. I'm expensive. But I'm Agnes P. Girardi. I'm the Earth's leading expert on synthetic life. And I promise you, if you take me with you, I will more than earn my keep. Oh, just used everything she knew about Agnes in this situation. Right. That's the end of her... (laughs) So she's the end there. of her backstory. It's like, uh, Agnes, um, figure uh, this out. It's uh, a robot? Uh, could it be... Uh, we should raise shields. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they decide to beam up. Why those two don't beam up with him, I don't understand. I really don't understand that at all. Rafi? What is this? Uh, sources. You couldn't be that surprised. I found Maddox. Where is he? I tell you, you promise you'll take me with you? I would be honored to have you join me. Oh, no. No, I'm, I'm not joining you. Never again. I'm just hitching a ride. To where? Bruce Maddox is on Free Cloud. Free Cloud? Yes, of course. Why do you want to go to Free Cloud? That cloud where everything is cool to do. Like, it's free there. If they the get to a cloud-type city, uh-huh. and it's just a place of euphoria where everyone gets to follow their passions, sure. and it's called Free Cloud, uh-huh. I will not watch the show. 
Uh, don't say that. If they get to a place called Free Cloud, Andy, and it, it all looks like a cloud, Matt, it already and they, it is full of like, people doing their life's passions. Already associated dice with it, so I assume it's some kind of uh, Gamora. Not not Gamora from. Um, okay, if this place is called Free Cloud, yeah, I will accept it if it is. Is it Sodom? Is, is, is Sodom and Gomorrah. We're wondering if which one. Sodom which is the, the city. <laughs> or if they both were cities. Whatever. Point is, what I'm saying is, if this, if it's like a dystopian Blade Runner Las Vegas, yeah, I'll stick around. Okay. If it's a... If it's another... Cloud city-like place. Like a Risa, are you saying? No, I'm saying it's like a... Like a think of a place. I'm trying to picture a place where like... All scientific research is is encouraged and allowed, and all free expression that isn't allowed in the Federation is allowed. Like if it's one of these, you sort of I feel like that. You're semi on that semi score. utopian. Yeah, yeah. No, then, I don't feel. I feel like it's it's more I'll likely leave. to be a Vegasy place. If so it's a Vegasy okay. Blade then Runner type in. place, okay, I will begrudgingly still watch. <laughs> <laughs> if it's literally a cloud, uh-huh. I'm out. Okay. Well, it probably will be a cloud. That oh, I'm not no. I'm just, you're saying what happens there is in dispute. Oh, God. That's it? You're just going to let Agnes here hit your ride on your top secret mission? Dr. Jurati is the Earth's leading expert on synthetic life. Didn't even ask me to run any kind of security just check. Not even the most basic. Why do you? Andy. What? That line right there just covered your theory. What? You didn't ask me to run any kind of security check, not even the most basic. Oh, yeah. Oh. Go to Free Cloud. I'm under no obligation to tell that to any of you. And once we get there, you're on. I think I'll find my parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be so sad. <laughs> it does seem at this point Who like you, just lady? pick the most obvious thing. Can we go already? Yes, oh. fine. Boy, am I with you, Rios. <laughs> Is Rios us? Maybe. Engage. I'm actually the captain of the ship. You know who I'd rather be the pilot here? Who? Tom Paris. Yeah, sure. Like, maybe he got back with Voyager and they never let him back into Starfleet because yeah. of what he did previous to... Janeway taking him. Sure. And then it's like renegade fucking Tom Paris on a Delta flyer. Tom Paris. He's not dreamy anymore, though. Can't have him in there. I need... uh, RDM is always going to be dreamy to me. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about the non... Non warp warp digital like you know they, they're not on the panels now they're sort of uh, floating because it's above a one because it's a one person ship I'm okay with it okay because it's a guy who seems to operate on his own yeah I'm on I'm 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 on board <laughs> yuck yuck is right oh this is where they get the sword Romulan and the preview for next week which I guess we can watch uh, at the end We're, oh. Oh, that's right. Uh, for now. <laughs> oh, that's right. This episode is over. <laughs> Nothing else was happening, so I wasn't sure. Let us do uh, this. Narek, 
or Soji. Um, it's Laris and, and and which one? Laris and uh, what's his face again? What did they do? Save Picard's life. Uh, no, I think By it's fighting off the Tal Shiar. No, I think it's uh, or the Javash. No, no, no. If you watch that again, she was taking out the guy who was aiming a gun. Didn't seem like he was. She was aiming. He was aiming a gun at Patrick Stewart. It seemed like he was aiming a gun at Romulan. Uh huh. This is a point of contention. <laughs> you could also say it might be. Rafi I don't think a Romulan life is worth anything. I, was, yeah, I might say it's Rafi because Rafi got a freaking ship to get them off of Earth. You're saying she propelled the story most forward? Is that how we have to do the MVC at this point? Maybe. Whoever propels the story most forward in this... Okay. That's a new wrinkle to the MVC. <laughs> it's really most valuable uh, Most valuable character. plot movement. Rather than crew member. But Although we do have a crew now. So. Yeah, we've got the... Monitor. Oh, yeah, by that token, then Lynn Loris wouldn't be it because she's not on the crew. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, by what you're saying, Andy, I'm kind of on board with you. That's Rafi? I think so. It does. She's the only thing that propels anything forward. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> I think that's the most valuable uh, character. I don't know if that's fair, but, uh, but uh, I, I like it just because she did get the ship. Anyway, there you go. We sit and watch and then we hang and talk, but the podcast isn't over just yet. How many Andy's does this episode get? Matt, I'm curious. I like this episode more than last week's episode. Um, oh, really? I, I liked did. it much less. I did. I liked it more, so I'm going to give this episode a, a seven. What did we give well, last week's episode? I, I, I gave it a six. You gave it a... No. I think it was five and a half. You gave it a six and a half. It was like in the five to six range we gave last week. And you're giving this? I, mean, it's a, it's a, I like this one more. Uh-huh. Well, I'll give us a 6.5. I think I might be in the fours here. Let me think how I feel about this. I really feel like not that much happens and the dialogue isn't that great. And there are performances I don't like. There are some battle scenes and I just love the effects which is so basic what are you going to do um, and yeah and it doesn't move forward I'm giving this uh, but I, four. I would argue this does move forward we had this argument at the beginning of the podcast but I feel like and you, you said we had to save it here we are but what? why do you say it moves forward based because on what because they get off earth well yes <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is that's not enough that should have been episode one <laughs> It wasn't. We knew this was going to trickle out like this. I'm going to say 4.5. Okay. But I'm saying just the other argument of like this fucking nothingness. Yeah. This trickling of plot. Yeah. (laughs) It drives me crazy. Yeah, I agree. But like, don't you, you're the one who likes shows like this. No, not like that. you mean. What are you talking about? Like serialized, serialized, sort of slow build. Oh, I don't like the slow build. I but like, like serialized like, because like you can a build true detective a kind story. of a thing. Yeah, but true detective like had shit happens. happen. Like there was a little bit of a slow build, but like th- this is my thing. If you're going to have an arc that it takes a long time to play out what the answer to the mystery box at is, at least have you have ha- to have, have other mystery boxes that are it. happening in the middle. You have to have other character stuff that's happening you have that's to interesting. At least get things done. 
I think that's essentially my problem with this episode is I wasn't interested in any of the character stuff they were dealing with. Yeah, but I liked seeing Starfleet. I liked seeing Picard in a uniform. I, I like liked, that. I liked the uh, I liked meeting Rios. I enjoy him as a character so far. I uh, like I, his I like his EMH. I like his ENH. I like the yes, I like the EMHs and the ENHs, but I don't I don't care for him yet. I'm not impressed with it. to me it's sure. such a cliche. He's done nothing really yet. Narek uh, and Narissa I'm still sort of on board for, even though they're Narek complete. and Narissa are the Romulan, the Romulan weirdos. weirdos. Just because... The it, bad spies. It's, it's so a bad pulpy spy that I'm enjoying it. because she's so bad at spying, and the other one's a bad spy because she makes terrible spy decisions. Yeah. Yes. That's true. They are both bad. Yeah. I like the bad spies that are brother and sister and bad at their jobs. <laughs> I, I find it satisfying in a pulpy way. Yeah, but... Okay. Uh, Vulcan with sunglasses? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, all building to something, I hope. And uh, I look forward to getting more answers. Me too. Uh, I, look forward to, I look forward to looking into the bottom of these boxes and seeing what the mystery was. This is three, and how many episodes are there? Do we know? I think there's ten. Ugh, I wish we were further along. What do you mean? Nothing has happened. What if we were at episode seven and there were ten episodes and this was the end of episode seven? Is that what you mean by further along? No, I wish we had gone to space earlier. <laughs> I thought you were like, I wish this was episode eight. We knew that <laughs> and this we were was, done next We week. knew that this was where it was going in episode one. <laughs> well, it's like there was no new information this week except for here are some Romulans that were assimilated at one point. The end. That's literally the only new information we get in this episode. I don't even think you can judge it by, like, because you could have it be not that much information, but have the characterization be really interesting. Or you can have it be a lot of information, and it was neither. I'm like, you know, I'm interested in sort of like what the Raffi situation is, is like her character sort of this, 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 I like this sort of broken, addicted character existing in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Um, I like that she goes that way. You know, she goes and like grounds herself on Earth and is doing that. Well, there's other broken character from Starfleet. Rios goes to space. Uh, yeah, goes the other way. Becomes the outrageous Okana. Yes, but with more of himself around uh-huh. in holograph. Okay. <laughs> and Allison Pill. Yes. Seems so far to be building towards usefulness, I hope. Uh, I assume so. <laughs> All she's done so far. I assume let's, they're going to kind of go. track it back, ready? I think they're going to go like a Tilly direction with Here's her. what she's done so far. She's going to be our voice in the show. Okay. I mean, With some sure. science sprinkled on it. She's shown us before. She told us what the necklace meant. Hmm. And and now she got a visit from a fucking Vulcan in sunglasses. They're from Sun Planets. <laughs> That's that is one of these details that I'd be like, I'd lean in in Video Village and I go, just so you know, the uh, Take off the planet that she's from, if she's a Vulcan, is covered in sun constantly. You would not be and welcome I'll, in Video hang on, Village. Hang on. And I go, and also just so you know, if she's a Romulan pretending to be a Vulcan. Their planet is also pretty pretty sunny. 
they were the same species at one point. Okay, I gotta go. Up, <laughs> oh, oh, you're ushering me off a lot. Thank you. Good day. Make it a go. Um. All right, Andy. Matt, the trailer for next week. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the cloud. Come to free cloud. Will you bind your sword to my quest? The idea of going there isn't just a bad idea. It's bizarre. No one asked for your pity, Picard. Just as no one asked for your help. One impossible thing at a time. Is he wearing a Starfleet uniform there? Was who wearing a Starfleet uniform there? Picard? Wasn't he wearing your old school uh, Starfleet uniform? He's got a leather jacket on. Leather jacket. No, when he was in the village. Oh, I think he was, uh, that was like a past tense. Oh, I see. That was like a, you Flashback. were, here, you were a little baby when we saved this small group of Romulans, and uh, now you're grown up. Can you bring your sword with yourself that I got you and taught you how to fence when we were young? And clearly this is not dull. Your sword to my quest. Going there is a bad idea. It's bizarre. But here's the other thing. This is back on Earth at the Chateau. Oh, no. And also, like, whenever we get to Riker, we're going to be back on Earth. Are you sure? Yeah. What makes you sure? Is this a spoiler? That they're back on Earth? What makes you sure that Riker's on Earth? Look, I have sources. Oh, no. It's a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. For your pity, Picard. Just as no one asked for your help. One impossible thing at a time. See, wasn't that a Star Trek uh, Starfleet uniform? No, that was the same leather jacket you've seen in every no, shot. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Where? Look, Point at back. it. Point at it. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's not there. It's before this. You keep going past it. What are you talking about, guys? When gonna... he's fighting the guy, right after the Romulan bar. Here, here, here. You hit pause. You can do it. I'm not okay. doubting you. I'm just not seeing it. I'm only seeing the leather jacket. That's all. There's no need to fight about it. Oh, Andy's going to pause it, guys, at the right time. So that's a that's a terry cloth suit. To my quest. The idea of going there isn't just a bad idea. It's bizarre. No one asked for your pity, Picard. Just as no one asked for your help. One impossible thing at a time. Uh, it was right there. I, I oh, that's the leather it. jacket. Is it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and I, know, I stand corrected. I know. Look, but I, it looked I, like I, it was I, black on the bottom and... Gray on the top. Yeah, on like top, in that yeah. wide beam-in shot, too. Yeah. It looks like that, but it seems to okay. be that leather jacket. All right. Which is uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we love this episode. Uh, couldn't get enough of it. Um, Please bring us more. Sorry if we bummed anybody out. I like how this guy gives this a one-star review uh, and writes, Stop forcing us to buy additional services to watch the shows we like. Keep it simple. <laughs> oh, that's <a> strange. <laughs> Why in the world do they not allow us to purchase this series directly? And we have to buy CBS All Access. How many subscriptions and logins they expect us to have? ESPN Plus, Netflix, Hulu, Fox, BNR, Apple TV, YouTube TV, etc. And we can't watch the Champions League. 
can't watch F FIBA basketball tournament and we use our own data to boot to stream all these idiotic surfaces. They better listen to us soon or we will have a lot of bankrupt providers. Amazon charged me 25 bucks to watch Picard. Don't force me to buy CBS All Access because you will lose me and others. A snowball eventually becomes an avalanche, we used to say in geology in college. Kind of sounds like a Picard speech. Uh, I like how everyone's now figuring out the thing I was saying 10 years ago when Hulu and Netflix were charging. I was like, you all didn't want to pay for cable. Yeah. Now you're paying more than cable. It's true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I do wish that you you had the old um, the old model of uh, of iTunes. Remember when yeah. you buy shows on iTunes for two dollars, like a day after they released? Uh-huh. I wish we had that model again because I'd pay two bucks an episode for Picard. I agree. You know. Anyway, it's the future model. In the meantime, let's watch the Good Fight because we have access to it. Thanks, CBS All Access. I don't know anything about The Good Fight. It's The Good Wife's sequel show. I don't the think Good it is. Fight. Is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't know it was connected. Uh, all right, Andy. Is The Good Place the, the one after that? The Good Place? Yeah. No, that's a Mike Sure comedy. Oh, well. The Good Fight was, tried. The, was the drama. Okay. The one-hour drama. Speaking of drama, hopefully we get some in the next episode. Look forward to seeing you guys. Bye. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month.